Hello everyone, it's Storm here and welcome back to the Speakers Bank Weekly Podcast. Joining me today is Nathan. Hi Hello. Nathan, how are you going? I'm good, how are and you? Good, good. It's been a really weird day today, so hopefully the podcast can get rolling and we can answer some good questions. And joining me today is Kamel and Zeki as well. Hello guys. Hi. How is everyone? Very well, thank you. Good. How are you? Very good. And today's topic is going to be about exercise and diet. So we've all been there. What are the fads? What are the constant issues we have? It and what are some of the things that we like to do for our exercise? So Nathan, the first question is, what do you know about dieting and how can it affect your health? So I find this issue to be really, I guess, somewhat of a dicey issue in the sense that I think there's very much a right way and a wrong way to go about it. So to give you a bit of background on my story, I had to, back when I was 10, 11 years old, lose weight for a major surgery that I was having on my legs. And in order to do that, the surgeon basically told my mother at the time, the orthopedic surgeon at the Royal Children's Hospital said, you can, I can only have no more than 20 grams of fat a day. Now, the problem wow. was, yeah. So what, what initially happened was I gained a kilo um, because I think my body went into a bit of um, shock. And then I lost a whole pile of weight. The problem with that, though, is it got to the point where, you know, school welfare coordinators and, you know, integration aides were really worried about whether or not I was even being fed. Um, because the problem is I would, have, I would have in my lunchbox on average usually six items of food um, per, per school day. And I'd be lucky if I had, in this instance, maybe a piece of fruit, a couple of crackers, and a sandwich and it just wasn't enough and maybe like for breakfast I'd have like on some days like one slice of toast and a, and a small cup of Milo and it was to the point where like I was constantly craving you know junk food because I look at it like you know we're all adults but I look at it like you know if you if you were quitting smoking going cold turkey doesn't always work because you have all the withdrawal so if you've had someone that's you know, grown up for most of their life on junk food and then you go into shock and you don't have it anymore. You start, you know, craving it. You're unable to concentrate. I, I was very, very weak. It, and then when we went to see the surgeon, you know, months later for a progress report, I was like skin and bones. And he's like, oh, great, keep going. And that's when my mom basically stepped in and went, nah, we're going to put you on a more balanced diet. And I remember after that, I maintained a healthy level of weight and felt great. So I think for me, in my experience, it's basically not so much about, you know, depriving yourself. It's just don't eat too much of, you know, one thing, you know, and, and essentially don't, you know, deprive yourself of a treat at the end of the day. I think the worst thing you can Absolutely. do is, you know, deny yourself a slice of cake at the end of the day. Like, you know, my wife and I have, you know, reduced the amount of uh, the amount of junk food that we eat. And we'll still have, you know, a treat at the end of the day, because the worst thing is if you deprive yourself, you then resent what you're doing and you eventually stop doing it. Yeah. And like you said before, you increase your cravings the more you don't want to have it. Oh, so oh, it, it pretty much helps you manage that craving. So it's very important. Yeah. 
And the thing is, Storm, especially as like, for example, I was a I was a child when I first started my whole weight loss a journey, I guess. So I was about 10, 11. And I'd go to kids' parties at like Hungry Jack's and I'd be sitting down to um, a Hungry Jack's salad and there'd be kids around me eating, you know, burgers and chips. And my, and my mum would be saying to me, you know, you've, 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 you've got to do this, do this because if you have a burger, you can't have a slice of cake. Whereas when I told my wife this story recently, she said, what I would have done if it was me is you have that day is a cheat day, but then the next day and for the next, you know, week or two, Absolutely. you are very, very healthy. And then so by the time you get to the next event or family event or, you know, class party or whatever it might be, you don't have to feel like you're going to miss out. Yeah, and that's one of the worst things. Uh, for me, it's about if you're, going to, if you're going to have the junky food, just balance it out with a salad or fruit. It's, it's yeah. not that difficult. That way, you don't, you don't actually, um, because with weight control, it's all about calories and portion control. So the more junk yeah. food they have, the more calories get in. So, and then eventually what you have to do is you have to burn the fat off. Yeah. And that, that's, and, that's the real issue. And the thing is, I think the, the mistake that people make is that people look at a product in the, the supermarket. Because the thing is, my, so my wife, to give you a bit of background, she studied um some dietetics she just doesn't hasn't done the placement side of things so she's done some she's basically all but done a degree in it and the thing is the mistake that people make is that they want to replace fat with sugar when in reality fat is not the enemy it's the sugar so we see you know for example low fat yogurt and we go for that but then what what happens is they then pump that full of sugar so then the sugar then converts to fat and you probably put on more weight than what you would if you had the normal yogurt. There you go. And that's one of the misconceptions of, of buying foods. Like if you yeah. don't know how the system works, then you're automatically gaining weight without knowing about it. Yeah. So one of the things and I the wanted to ask you on that point, Nathan, is you know when they say in the supermarket, oh, no artificial colours, no artificial flavours and, you know, no, no extra sugar, what is it then that they have to look for at the back of the packet when they're actually buying some, you know, common foods? Well, I'm not an expert in this, so I can't comment specifically or give dietary advice. My wife would be better to um, explain this. But if it was me, um, I know, know with my wife and I, so we look for example, if we're looking to get past whatever it might be we look at for example how much sugar does it have in it how many carbs does it have because what happens is with carbohydrates you'll eat a lot of it you'll get you know you'll put on a lot of weight but it'll make you hungry so one of the things that tends to work for um, a lot of people and again you should go away and do some research speak to your doctor do all of that because I'm not an expert in this but from what I have been told and what I know is that there's a um, thing called that people do called keto. So what that is, is that's basically like that's high fat and it's essentially like a low or no carb thing. So what people do is the idea is you're replacing your um, meal with high fats. You're getting fuller for longer. So you're actually eating less. Yeah. So pretty much um, foods that last longer in your stomach to make you want to 
have uh, yeah. better foods, but not not like um, junk food to, to fill in that hole that you have in yeah. your stomach. And and again, it comes down to Storm. That the and again, you know, I would highly suggest that if anyone's watching this, they do the research for themselves because I don't. I only know the very very basics of how it works. I want to emphasize that I, my wife, the expert in this, not me. But the reality is, is that basically the premise of the whole thing is that you're essentially, because you're you're eating um, good fats you're basically fuller for longer so you're actually and you actually end up eating a lot less yeah uh zeki and carmel i wanted to ask you guys a question have you guys ever encountered clients that have had nutrition issues and if so what um type of things have you said to the client to help with that uh, situation yeah, so absolutely. Um, well, I myself come from a very fitness kind of background. So, I've, you know, studied fitness, studied nutrition a little bit. Um, and the main thing that I'll always see and try to tell my clients to do um, is to always keep an eye out on the back of packaging. So you want to avoid anything that's transaturated fat. <clears throat> Mono and polyunsaturated fats are the good ones. These are your natural nuts, natural sunflower seeds, the one occurring from natural products in the world. Transaturated ones are the bad ones. The issue is transaturated, transaturated fats are addictive. So that's the type of stuff you'll find in your chips, your, you know, your products that are created in a, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess in an environment that's, you know, more artificial. So in that circumstance, you have to watch out for that. Um, but a lot of clients, they'll tend to get addicted to you know, sugars and fats that are bad for you. So my suggestion and the best one is always to them to keep an eye out. Um, you know, I tell them to think about it and have a think about how this can be healthy. And teaching someone, educating someone on this is always a beneficial thing as well. Um, wow. So. Yeah, yeah it's, so a lot. it's a it's a lot in depth. So if you haven't done your research, it's very it's a very very hard topic to get around. So if you have like, yeah. I mean, if Zeki have a fitness background, because you know in fitness, you have, while you're studying it, yeah, you have to study what sort of foods that you know you have to take and what sort of foods that you have to avoid. So that's good, Zeki. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that, that's a great analysis. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, uh, what was the last thing you ate today in the morning? I'll start off with me first. I just had my standard toast, and I'm a bit of a Nutella boy, so mm. have that. And what, what else did I have? Um, Milo, pretty much, or Milo guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you basically had diabetes for breakfast. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, but what, what what will happen is is that <laughs> I usually balance it out. The second meal is just um, salads. So yeah, um, that's that's my philosophy. So it's it's junk first, and then help with second. Wow. See, see, I I thought I thought you were gonna say I balanced it out with a bag of chips, Paula. <laughs> No, that, that actually comes if I'm if I'm actually watching a review or something. That's where the bag of chips comes yeah. out. <laughs> and then later on you're thinking, how much should I actually eat? Because you're actually watching the review, that's the problem. And you don't realise how much you actually eat. 
another talk you finish. I don't really um very particular with food, so I just eat whatever. Like <laughs> um because um well, before I did like a really bad dieting, um, because before I was like really, really big, like not really, really, really big, but you know, I have weight. And yeah. I I went to um I have a friend that told me I'd uh, use this because I drink pills to do the diet. And this pills is like um it's it's in the Philippines. It's like you can't drink it. It's like I have a I don't know, this pills just makes you um makes you don't uh, what you call there is the food is not appetizing for you. So I think yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I did a lot of things like that. And then coffee as well. That, you know, that oh, they said definitely coffee. coffee. That, that's the other thing I, I forgot to. I always have a coffee in the morning. That's just oh, yeah. You're going to have I yeah. can't function without a coffee. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. My brain's like 0.0% 0. 0 without coffee. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Coffee. <laughs> interesting so what about you the, so the next question guys is what are some of the foods that you feel can benefit your diet well for me it all comes down to what foods are you lacking so that's the things i'm working on so at the moment my diet is lacking in fruit so i'm trying to put more fruit into my um system um yeah and and getting more fiber as well is very very important uh fiber yeah makes your gut much feel better you feel less bloated um yes and you feel like you can move around better because i've noticed the more sort of like yucky stuff you put in your system the harder it is yeah. to exercise and to move and to just do anything really because because i know for me and i and i have um two main issues which is why for a while my wife and i tried like a like a ketoish kind of low carb diet is because i had issues with um high bad cholesterol and uh very um i had very low iron so the thing is with like keto and low carb it's designed so that you're avoiding trans fats having you know good good fats and high you know protein in order to in order to kind of um lose weight and build muscle and that's exactly right healthy. because when yeah because because when you exercise it's pointless to exercise if you don't have a good diet to back it up because otherwise oh, you're losing all that muscle that you're actually yeah. getting if you can't feed thing, your and, body the right foods. And the thing is, I don't know if you you find this storm, but because I don't know whether it's related to CP or not, but I find over the last few years, especially, I've become anemic. So not only do I have to have a lot of you know high protein, I also have to have um, additional iron supplements because if I don't like yeah for example yes. high iron supplements i'll kind mm -hmm. of drop and the reason that i know that is because i'll become extra tired so if you can imagine for example if you have an iphone for example and you know the battery's wearing out it'll have less capacity so it's kind of the same when you have low iron you'll become very very tired very very quickly yeah so what happens with me is the same as you i normally take multivitamins so i take a uh, centrum Plus, yeah. which is a, a multivitamin. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to cure your exercise and dieting problems, but it is one of the things that yeah. help you through. Don't, don't rely on supplements to keep your weight in check, yeah. obviously, but it's a good oh. substitute for, mm -hmm. for foods that you're, you're missing. 
Um, yeah. So I, I use um, go go uh, go for muscle joints because, as you know, with people with CP, yeah. Nathan, our muscles get really, really sore and tight. So that's one yeah. of the things that help prevent so, it. So do, do you I'll, use magnesium as well? Yeah, I actually use yeah, two I do too. And yeah. obviously, uh, take take vitamin C mm -hmm. for you know to stop colds and and you know coughs um, more regularly. And yeah. I also take a supplement of, you know, the, the there's like there's they supplements you can take for a like good bacteria because I don't think yeah. we, ha we we have good enough bacteria. There's good and bad, but yeah. you know when yeah. you get sick here, your body actually has to use all the good bacteria so when you're yeah. when you're well again you have to build up that immunity and get the good bacteria back in otherwise you get sick again so yeah. you got you got to replenish what you lost during that last uh, battle of whatever you had so so, so what i because what i tend to do with, with with breakfast is when i'm taking for example my morning my morning medication I'll take, you know, a multivite that has high amounts of calcium and vitamin D, and then I'll take, you know, uh, magnesium and then, you know, an iron supplement on top of it. Yeah, so I do the exact same thing because, let's face it, I'm more in, inside because of lockdown and, and how, you know, yeah. things are at the moment. Um, I'm normally an inside person anyway, but I have to take my vitamin Ds because... Uh, it's very, very difficult to get enough sunlight. And as studies have shown, yeah. uh, for us, we're more at risk of breaking bones because mm -hmm. uh, our body says it's too oh, weak. Ab ab absolutely. And the, the funny thing in, in saying that, Storm, part of the reason I ended up taking calcium and vitamin D additionally was because, and I'm happy to share this with viewers, is that I actually did a low um, bone density test and I'm basically heading towards that of, you know, someone with osteopenia or um, yeah. almost yeah, heading down the track of osteoporosis. And so the doctor said to me, you know, you need more calcium and um, vitamin D. Um, because the other issue that I have is I'm um, developing a slight scoliosis as well. So it's Yes, I've already got scoliosis in, in my back too. So that's yeah. I, I I talked to my... Um, uh, physiotherapist so that they said that's very common with our condition yeah um but the, but the other thing is too when we don't eat good foods our bodies tend to find it really hard to go and do our our bathroom business as well so we've got to keep oh yeah um, yeah and, yeah and i find that like for example i take for example not only the magnesium and the iron which blocks you up anyway but i in addition take i don't know if you've heard of it storm it's called ditropan. So basically what it does is it is it expands your bladder. Now, the irony and the side effect of that tablet is that it constipates you down the back. So basically, you know, in loosening up your bladder, it constipates the other muscle. So, you yes, know, you can't yes. It's horrible. <laughs> it's I know. Horrible. I'm, I'm with this thing called uh, Braclofen, which is pretty much the yeah, same I'd thing. Yeah, I take that as well. It's yeah. horrible horrible yeah um but it is what it is and yeah i was gonna ask um Zeki and Charmel, what what are some of the diet sort of stuff that you think that the clients are missing out is there like a particular food that they lack in nutrition or is it just an all and 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 so an overall um type thing with, with clients well for me personally i think it's just when it comes to clients it's 
a cycle of addiction that's always the hardest because you you seek comfort you seek comfort in food a lot yeah comfort foods are great but moderation is the issue so that's right if you can't have someone moderating you or if you have someone consistently pushing you towards the wrong thing you'll get used to it and you don't want to get used to it so when you're saying that it's an it's like an addicting food uh, i'll give you an example so say if you you saw a person with a large size mars bar Mm-hmm. And instead of having a small one, they go for the mega size one and then they keep doing it mm-hmm. rather than just going for the small portion and just doing that. And only doing the big ones on like every now and then occasionally. Yeah. Is that is well, that what you're trying to say? Well, yes and no. So it depends because, you know, sometimes if it's in moderation still and this is maybe a once a month thing and you want to treat yourself to a big one, by all means, but you know the moderation that you should choose and the amount you should choose for your own dietary needs yeah. as well. You know, and if you have a support worker with you who's meant to be a support worker as well, they should be supporting you towards the best choice that you're making. So yeah. you don't necessarily want to rule it out and say, that's stupid, don't do that. If it's a once a month, yeah. that's fine. If we're talking yeah. consistently two times a week, you know, three times a week, yeah, one every day, that's something you need to say, hey, have a, have a think about this. What's something we can incorporate that you like a lot? That's yeah. Yeah. Better yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Ziggy, I actually, you know, I, I absolutely agree with that in the sense of like, for example, if my wife and I, you know, go out on a date night or something, we get some, you know, junk food, say once a, once a fortnight, I'll go for the bigger meal. Because I've, I've even said to my wife, at the end of the day, like, let's say you go to Hungry Jack's and you, you have the choice between a small and a large meal. If it costs you, say, an extra... 50 cents to a dollar the reality is if you're going to pay all that money for the meal you might as well get the the, the larger size yeah absolutely yeah yeah true yeah and i think therefore i think as you say it, it comes down to the whole you know as long as you're not doing it all the time it's fine but when you do do it at least you can have a decent amount and enjoy it yes exactly yeah. okay yeah. Okay, so now we've talked about positive diets, but what happens if we don't do it? What happens to our bodies then? I, I can tell you what happens to mine. It just doesn't function. It just goes into this uh, bear mode where I'm caving in and I just don't want to move. And then it gets to a point where I'm just craving and, I, I, and it's really, really hard to stop. And then eventually... What happens is is that you just eventually fall asleep and not knowing what happened the next day <laughs> because you've just eaten so much crappy foods and yeah. then you end up getting sick. It's like yeah. okay, it's it's like it's like having a hangover but with food, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. I find that if I have a day, like if I have if I was and I haven't done this for a very long time. But, you know, I find, like, say, for example, on my honeymoon, my, my wife and I basically did for a solid week. We basically, let's be honest, for every dinner we had, it was basically a junk food crawl. And after a week, I'd noticed that I'd started to become breathless, like, like I yep. used to years and years ago, where you start, like, 
puffing and puffing and it's and it's the oh. point where i remember remember my wife and i looking at each other saying we can't wait to eat something healthy when this week is over like we will get into like the last day or two of it and going you know we we, we just can't wait to have a salad like <laughs> yeah and that's the thing as well if you listen to your body enough and you know the dietary intake you want to take in you'll be able to kind of gauge what you need and how you're feeling it's just People need to be a little more in tune with their own physicality. Body. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And but the problem is is like you people don't listen to their bodies and that's the result. They just think, oh, I'm just gonna do this and do that and the body will be fine. But no, the body gives you the headed. consequences later. <laughs> it gives you a lot of consequences. Yeah. Yes. You can't eat a tub of ice cream and tell them you're gonna lose weight, you know, every day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I think the tub of ice cream only comes out when you've got really, really depressed. You would ha- I'd have to have some very severe depression to want to do that. <laughs> um, so what are some of the favourite foods to eat, guys, in terms of snacks and foods? For me, it's coffee. That's number one. And then... Chocolate's probably the second one, and then salmon. Coffee. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm coffee. Uh, I'm a coffee lover, so. Um, <laughs> a connoisseur of coffee. Yes, yes, uh, yep. Wait, how many coffee, coffee do you have in a day, Storm? Oh, gee. Um, <laughs> well, well, one in the morning, and then two extra shots, and then if I really need it, because by that time I'm bouncing up and down the walls anyway, I get a second coffee. <laughs> Good Lord. Wow. So, yeah, but then, okay, so the tip is for coffee lovers, do not, and, and I say this really, really passionately, do not drink coffee after uh, 1 p.m. because your body clock will not appreciate it when you go to sleep. Try to drink it as early as you can, especially that first one, because what happens is is that there's a there's a chemical in the coffee that keeps you awake, and you need to yeah. get rid of that out of your system before you go to bed. So that's that's, that's definitely one of the yeah. tips I want to give coffee lovers, because yes, we love our coffee, but make sure we get the sleep too. And you know the real, and you know the real irony, Storm. I actually experienced that last um, Saturday. I'd made myself, go. I'd made myself unintentionally, right? A really, really strong coffee. I drank it all and I slept <laughs> like, this is like 6, 7 a.m. And my heart did not stop pounding till at least 1 or 2 p.m. And by the time you hit that crash, because my wife said, you know, as much as you want to play video games, you're probably going to find that you crash. And I would get so tired. And I remember having to just ride this tired wave and stay awake till it actually surpassed so that I yep. didn't change my body clock because I thought you, you literally go into this thing where you feel like you've run a marathon and you're exhausted. Yep. And you yep. just end up going left and right the whole night. <laughs> and the funny thing is back years ago, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back years and years ago, they had, I don't remember who made them, but they had these, back before energy drinks were really a thing, they had these things called Garana bars. They, it was like a chocolate yes. bar. And it actually had a warning on the back of the label that said it shouldn't be consumed by anyone who, unless they were 15 and over, because it was a chocolate bar 
that had so much caffeine in it, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I want to. I, I actually want to give the warnings to people watching this podcast is to try to not consume too much soft drink. I know it's yeah. a good supplement if you're really tired, but try not to do it because your body will not like it. And I'll and I'll give you some advice, and this comes directly from my wife because we were discussing this the other day. If you're going to have a soft drink, have a soft drink, and like, like, say, for example, if you're someone who's an energy drink addict, you, with the amount of caffeine that's in the energy drink and the amount of sugar that is in it and the damage it'll do, it's probably the equivalent of four coffees. So you're probably either better off just having oh, a, standard cup, a standard cup of coffee or, you know, go and have a Coke because the Coke and the coffee are actually better for you than the energy drink would be. Yeah. There you go. Coke, I didn't realise that, that was four times. <laughs> Yeah, um, wow. it's crazy. Also, for reference, guys, we're talking about Coca-Cola, um, just to make sure yep. we're on the same page, not other Coke. Yep, Coca-Cola, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that if you're going to drink Coke, just make sure it's during the day and, and try not to do it at night time because, again, it has an impact on sleep. So sleep yeah. is a very, very important part of yeah. life and it has a direct link to dieting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so not to hijack this, but coming from Mr. Fitness over here, being me. Oh, um, oh here we go. <laughs> I'm just curious, what are some exercises and some maybe good stretches, anything you feel that's really good to do that will keep you feeling fit and healthier or better during the day or even when you wake up? Okay, so the first thing I like to do is I like to do London bridges. I'm going to get my mum to yeah. help me with that. So it just stretches your whole body. It doesn't just stretch your arms or your neck or anything like that. It does the whole body. So anything that sort of like stretches your body in terms of giving you um, like less pain, but also makes your body more loose, then mm -hmm. go for it. But you need to come up with a system that recognizes, okay, which body parts do I feel tighter in every morning? And once you work that out, yeah. then you can make a system out of it. So for me, it's my hamstrings and my lower back. So what we do is we use stretching. Moderate stretches, though. Don't overstretch it. Only stretch it when you feel something because you don't want to overextend on the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna re I'm gonna recommend something, and I'm actually going to plug plug this company in the in the podcast because they are just great. So I go to an exercise um, phys physiology center um, in Queensland. It's under a company called Body Smart. So what they basically what they basically do is when you when you go in there, they sit down and work out a plan for you. And every session you go in, they target a different area of the body. So for me, for example, and obviously to be different for different people but they'll one day they'll target for example back muscles and balance and walking the next you know a couple of days later you'll come in and they'll focus on you know arms and then you'll have a leg day where it's just you know legs or they might do do like hydrotherapy so it's one yeah. of those things where i think you've got to target um specific um muscle groups each day and i think the other thing storm and i think you kind of touched on this is not only are generic exercises good but if you have um hypertonia and spasticity issues like 
of a lot of people can with cerebral palsy is make sure you stretch, get someone to stretch you after the exercises because you, the more you, the more you exercise and build up your muscles, yes, it's great that you're building them up, but you're actually going to get tighter and tighter Absolutely. and tighter. I would even argue that you need to stretch before you actually exercise yeah. because what happens is, is that you're more likely to do an injury because you've worked that muscle without stretching it properly. So yeah. my so my theory is is that when you stretch before an exercise session, you actually get more range of motion, which means a better quality of, of workout. But Zeki could actually confirm my theory. Uh, which is hopefully is correct, but that's what I, I, my um, ph philosophy is. And yeah. also target your exercises by going to your exercise physiologist and say, look, I've got this condition, uh, yeah. X, Y, and Z, and I need, to, I need help. And then they will help you target specific areas. Like for me, it's my core. So uh, as we were cerebral palsy, we tend to hunch over a lot. And that's not oh, by accident. That, that, that's just our condition. And we, we are both aware of it. It's just that it's a natural posture. So what the exercise physiologist is trying to do is we're trying to get out of that habit. It's a very, very bad yeah. habit. Very good. We, we, we know it. We recognize it. And we're trying to own it. And we're trying to make sure that we don't overdo it because we know what happens yeah. when we don't um, do it correctly. So what we normally do is to compensate for it, we usually do like just simple back uh, posture exercises like up and down for like five to five to ten seconds holding the upright posture yeah and keeping a nice straight back that's yeah. and we and did I that around that... about 15 times for three sets mm -hmm. and i think there's one really important thing to, to mention storm is and i know you know this is slightly off topic but i think it's really important that you let's say you're going to find an exercise physiologist or a trainer or whoever that might be. Don't just go for like, say, for example, because the NDIS loves, you know, cost-cutting measures, right? Don't just go for, you know, accept a support worker to go to the gym with you. Find someone who's actually not only experienced with someone of your, you know, whatever disability you may have watching this, but actually find someone who has a decent background in exercise. Don't just settle for a support worker because, if they stretch you the wrong way or they do the exercise the wrong way, you could really do some serious yeah. damage. So you need yeah. so you need to absolutely find an exercise um, physiologist. And I've been through a rubbish company who I won't name, but find an exercise physiologist that is absolutely, you know, invested in what they do. Find someone absolutely. that loves what they do and has an absolute passion. Because if you find someone who just who's just doing it for the money, they're not going to care if you... Um, stretch Break something or hurt yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. Find so, find someone who's going to be there for you night and day, and to, to check up to check up on your welfare too, and yeah. and, and, and and how you're going. So pretty much, then, they can be like in your support network as well. They're yeah. not just exercise physiologists. And and the last thing I I, I want to say, and and because I know that guys can be very you know show you know almost competitive, I would almost say, don't push yourself beyond, beyond your limits. So, mm -hmm. so know what your body is doing. You know, if you can't push yourself beyond a certain point, don't try to do what you'll force your body to do something that it cannot do because you'll only injure yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. the most important point that I wanted to make was when you're doing the exercise, 
it's not about how much weight you lift. It's about the quality of, of the actual set. So yeah. if you're following the directions of the exercise physiologist or the physio to the T, it doesn't matter if you're lifting five kilos or three kilos. It matters about the actual uh, direction of what you're actually trying to achieve and what area of muscle you're actually working on. So yeah. if you're getting all that correct, then you're going to find yourself that you're going to get a better workout because you're actually targeting those areas rather than trying to take a shortcut and thinking, if I lift bigger weights, I'm going to lose weight quickly and I'm going to gain more muscle. Yeah. Wrong. It's not true. You yeah. need to have a balanced diet and exercise correctly to lose that weight. There are no shortcuts to losing weight. So if you yeah. find out those ads where they say, if you take this pill, you're going to lose five to 10 kilos in just 30 days. That is wrong. Mm. And, and and you know the and you know the funny thing with the, with those ads ad storm it's not a complete lie in the sense that you may well lose the weight but you know what the moment you stop that diet because you can't keep it up forever you'll stack on double what you lost exactly exactly so I think at the end of the day it's maintaining a good diet maintaining good mentality to go along with that good diet and maintaining good form as well as making sure not to be competitive you know so I think it's always and sticking. Yeah. And sticking to the exercise program, that is one of the yeah, hardest. Exactly. Like, um, and I would actually and I would, doing it day to day is actually yeah. very very difficult too. Absolutely. And I would mm. and I would say too, if you're not and I'm and I'm, and I'm and I'm very guilty of that. So and I, I would say. And I would say too, if you're not confident in what you're doing, like I'm, I'm not, and I quite frankly wouldn't do an exercise program on my own at home. But if you're not confident in what you're doing, go in and just do it with your exercise physiologist in in their gym. That, that they run because you you will you will end up you know so much better than just yeah. paying for a gym membership or doing it at home exactly um, absolutely yeah and we're at the end of the podcast i believe storm so did you want to play us out <laughs> yeah so uh hopefully this helps everyone back uh watching and they take some good tips and advice i want to thank zeki nathan carmel thanks for storm the podcast and i wish everyone a lovely day and take care awesome thanks bye guys. everyone bye, bye everyone